Hello and welcome to this episode of our patient podcast series where we will introduce you to some of the incredible patient groups we partner with here at VMLYNRX. Today I'm delighted to introduce you to Diane Callard from Melanoma UK, a charity that aims to raise awareness of and support patients with melanoma, a type of cancer that starts in the skin cells. Thanks for joining us Diane. My pleasure, thank you for having me. So first of all, it'd be great to hear from you about how Melanoma UK started and why you got involved. Yeah, um, so the the history behind Melanoma UK was we started out as Factor 50, um, very much linked to anything sun related back in 2007. And it all um, fed from one of my, so our chief exec, Jill Nuttall, her very, very close friend um, was diagnosed with melanoma. And what we, well, what she suddenly found was that there was a real gap in no support, no real treatments. Not a lot of people knew what melanoma was. Um, And then she went on this fundraising mission to try and raise some money to kind of gift it to one of the the charity, kind of one of the hospitals in, in the UK. And what happened then was it grew much bigger than kind of a fundraising. She then decided to go for a full charity status. Sadly, in between this, John, the inspiration behind what is now Melanoma UK, he sadly died. Um, So that's just spurred her on. And we were formally announced as a charity in 2011. But I always say we are much, much more than a charity. We are the number one patient, melanoma patient organization in the UK. But again, even more than that, we've got a strong global reach. We are so we represent the UK in our global coalition. Um, So at least four times a year, we meet with other patient organizations dealing in melanoma from around the world. So um, it's it, it we have got a strong reach. It's amazing. Um, my Me getting involved with um, Melanoma UK was following the diagnosis to my niece. She was 21 when she was initially diagnosed as having melanoma. But then sadly, when she got to 38, she passed away. And as an organisation, I needed someone. And that was Jill Nuttall, our chief exec at Melanoma UK. So, yeah, that's how I got involved. Um, so passionate. Um, it's an emotive subject for me because our Claire, she's not here now. But and that, I think, spares me on every day. Yeah. And it's great that you have that passion. And like you say, I think a lot of people who run patient organisations do have that personal connection with it. And it just motivates you more, doesn't it? Um, And am I right in thinking that unfortunately melanoma does affect the younger age group more than other cancers do? Yeah and this is the bit about you know we all say stay safe in the sun and it's not actually the sun we should be aware of it more it's UV radiation. Mm -hmm. When the sun's not out you know don't be put off by if it's if it's a cool day we're still getting potentially burned by UV and then that brings us on to sunbeds and you know sadly the younger generation are using more and more sunbeds through um you know they want to feel good they want to tan um so yes it does hit the younger generation and you know what we're trying to do i'm not trying to dictate to people to not go and don't go in the sun or don't go and use sunbeds i'm just trying to get them to think a little bit more about it you know if the world health organization is saying 
you know, some beds are carcinogenic. Um, you know, I'm not, it's not me saying it. It's, you know, it's the experts saying it. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's hitting more young people now than, than ever before. And I think this is the bit about making people more aware of how to check their skin for moles and lesions, what, what to look for, because we don't, I actually do not want more people coming to Melanoma UK. I want to stop them from having melanoma. And we mm -hmm. can do this by doing things like this, heightening awareness, you know, getting the message out there, getting people to realise this is a global, a global epidemic, what we're dealing with. So, um yeah, it's it's great to have the opportunity to talk to, to to like yourself and anyone who's listening because I always say I guarantee anyone listening to this this podcast will have been touched or will know someone who's been touched by melanoma, if mm -hmm. not melanoma, skin cancer. Yeah, and I guess as well as preventing people from getting melanoma, which is a key aim, it's also good to catch it early so to recognise the signs of melanoma as well. Early, early detection is key. Um, you know, it's when you look at skin cancer, especially melanoma, because um, for people listening in, I don't know whether they'll understand what melanoma is. And, and very briefly, it's the most deadliest form of skin cancer. So, you know, I'm a I'm a non-melanoma skin cancer patient. I've had basal cell carcinomas removed from all over my body. I've just had one removed off my nose. So this is, as I've got older, my damage was done years ago. And I mm -hmm. went as organisations as we have now, back then doing what we're doing now. So, you know, the younger generation, they want to look good, feel good. And even if they're not keen on skin cancer, it's the ageing process. What are they doing to their skin? They're damaging their DNA in a big way. So... You know, I, I kind of look at some of my younger, I've got younger colleagues and I, I think, you know, these guys are out in the sun, the bit of sun that they get, it's like, and, and they're not using sun protection. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's one of those, and I call it a disease because melanoma is a disease, but it is one of the most preventable, preventable diseases if we just catch it early. So... Mm -hmm. You know, this is about wearing an SPF day in, day out, all year round. Don't be put off. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping global colleagues on this call, we have different, you know, our summers here. They have their winter when we're having our summer. So this is an all year round problem that we've got. Um, and we're just trying to get people into a routine of wear SPF every day, regardless of the heat, the sun being out mm -hmm. and get get to know your body and do a full mole mapping exercise 10 minutes every month it will save your life I guarantee it that's really helpful and certainly something that I wouldn't necessarily do either so you've helped me at least <laughs> um but yeah I, I generally I think there's a lot of um lack of information about how to protect your skin just outside even when the sun isn't shining of course you get burnt if you're in the sun too long but of course the damage happens even earlier and even can happen through windows and everything so exactly that I mean we've been we've been doing a lot of presentations this year we did some last year but mainly this year this is big large organizations who are now actively wanting to protect their workforce their staff and we're not talking outdoor workers so I will 
I'm, I'm kind of the resident, pre I do all the presentations. The chief exec says, Di, we've got a call from you know, <laughs> HMRC, will you do the presentation? So, you know, this is what we offer now. Not only are we trying to support patients, we are trying to support our corporate partners by saying, let us have an hour of your time and let me explain a little bit more about what skin cancer is, what melanoma is, and how do we protect ourselves and, and what are we looking for? Mm -hmm. Great. So as well as the education about prevention and also um, diagnosion, diagnosion? <laughs> <laughs> diagnosis of uh, melanoma on yourself, uh, what else is it that you do for patients who have already had a melanoma diagnosis? Okay, I mean, it's an interesting question because our, our whole strategy had to change through COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all of a sudden we went from face to face to technology. So what we had to do, we, we launched uh, a, a, an ambassador program, which literally went from anyone dealing with melanoma or a patient, it could be a patient, a carer. We put our feelers out and said, if anyone is, you know, in isolation and they need us, we're there for you. Now that's mm -hmm. off a little bit. That could have been taking the dog for a walk. It didn't matter. We needed to support our patient community. A lot more has evolved. We now host webinars every month with our medics. We've got one coming up next week, which is skin cancer in um, people of colour and skin mm -hmm. of colour. Big topic because people just assume that if you've got darker skin, you're not going to get skin cancer. It's that's wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let me make this clear. Melanoma, skin cancer does not discriminate. Age, sex, gender, colour of your skin. So we we thought we will bring the medics to our patient community and they have become amazingly, like, honestly, the amount of people who tune into them now. And it's just me, little old me, hosting them with some of the top medics in the UK talking to us about, you know, that could be from an oncology perspective of melanoma, surgery, it's mm -hmm. to look out for from a dermatologist's perspective. We've even had um, Professor Dame Leslie Fallowfield from a psychological point, because don't forget, these, these patients are dealing with such anxiety when they're diagnosed. So we've kind of brought in the experts to do what we can't. And then in addition to that, every week we host a weekly patient call, and I've got to be honest, I thought that was going to last about four weeks. This is now a regular occurrence. Every Thursday night between eight and nine, we are on a call. I think people are going to get sick and tired of me sometimes, but what <laughs> I'm doing, they're coming back for more. Um, and that and that literally, honestly, when someone says, when a patient says, I found my people, I found my people who get what I'm going through. Wow, that's emotional. That is so emotional. And you know, we could have 10 patients on a call to 50 patients on a call. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we've, we've done that as well. But, you know, one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is share best practice from around the world. We're such a small unit here in the UK. We can't do it all ourselves. We will try our utmost. But what we've tried to do is work with our global partners. And I'm so happy to have so many wonderful patient organizations dealing in melanoma all around the world now you know they go from big big organizations in america canada australia to the smaller ones in europe and i would like to say even though we've got a big voice in the uk and globally 
we're still small. We're still the smaller charitable arm of it. But, you know, the bigger organisations are doing some amazing things. So, and they love sharing it. And, and I think this is amazing. This is what we should be doing. People working together. So that's our big thing for last year and this year working with other countries to collaborate and get the message out all around the world. And that collaboration is amazing because obviously you're all aiming for the same thing to sort of improve the lives of people with melanoma and prevent more people having to suffer from melanoma. So it's great that you're doing that and not allowing any sort of bureaucratic barriers to stop that happening. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. We're all we're all going for the same goal. Um, you know, every May, which is Melanoma Awareness Month, Skin Cancer Awareness Month, we do a big campaign. And it's not just in the UK. This is global. You know, to be able to say that globally, 38 countries are doing the same campaign. It's phenomenal. I mean, that is yes, exactly is what we're be doing. Um, and it's the same message. It's consistent. There's no issues over who's getting donations and who's getting funding. This is about us all pulling together once a year for a campaign um yeah we have great we have great fun with our global our global partners seriously it's 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 weird because we're in a disease a, a space of melanoma which is a deadly disease but you have got to lighten the mood a little bit and and we are serious but we have fun as well and i'm sure that motivates you to do the work even better and want to work okay. as well to help people so Wait until you hear what we've got planned for 2022. <laughs> Can you tell us? Well, it's actually it's a full skin health program, and we're working with a we're working with a company um, called Skin Vision. And I'm not sure if anybody knows the company, but they are a smartphone application. So you literally take images of any moles or lesions mm-hmm. that you, you you're worried about. Um, great thing to embrace technology, but also what we're doing is we're taking it out to the UK next year. And we're going to incorporate dermatologists because sadly in the UK, we have got not many dermatologists. I think we've got one dermatologist versus 100,000 people. So we've got to do something else. And that is combining a dermatologist as a face-to-face and technology. So yeah, watch out for, um, watch out for me driving around the UK next year, um, taking, our, taking our health program to, uh, to the UK. And hopefully as the year goes on, and goes it'll be a, a, an annual event and not maybe my global partners will do the same so fingers crossed oh that's fantastic and yeah digital innovation is obviously booming after the pandemic and it's really great that lots of apps and everything's coming to light to actually support the healthcare systems which are struggling at the moment and people can just get those um checks and diagnoses that they need without having to wait several months for a specialist appointment yeah, and and you know, let's not forget as a as a person or a patient, you we rely heavily on our GP, our primary care, to mm-hmm. get into the system in the UK to get a referral to a dermatologist or a skin cancer specialist. If we can work with people getting using technology and also support our GPs by saying, well, they're going to take a, a person's going to take an image, they're going to show you this image is being analysed by a pool of dermatologists in Europe. So they kind of know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And now we can help our healthcare professionals. So why would we not want to do that? So you've gone from a person taking a picture into like a triage through your GP 
and then into the to the healthcare system. So we're trying to do as much as we can really um, by embracing technology. That's amazing. And by making it easier for patients as well, they're much more likely to actually use the app instead of having to go to a doctor's appointment when they might need to be at work or anything like that. It just reduces the barriers. Absolutely. And, and also there's that empowerment because if you've got a person taking an image of a of a mole, they don't know what they're looking at. But if it goes into a system and, you know, we're talking, we can't say it's 100 percent accuracy, but it's got 95 percent accuracy. It's clinically validated. So for us, we have to rely on people who are who are out there and are being supported by, you know, the clinicians who are, who are looking at these apps as well and saying, yeah, they actually do work. It's not for everyone, but you know what? We've got to do something different. We've got the numbers of skin cancer patients is going to just get higher and higher and higher. And you're right, the NHS, I mean, at the minute, they're on the knees financially and support-wise. And we're going to, unfortunately, you're going to get more people in the system to try and go and see someone, but why not send them the right people as opposed to, like me, I've gone in and they just say, don't like the look of that. We're going to take it off. And it's been nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's chunks of skin taking off my body. The cost of the NHS, time. Oh, so, yeah, technology for us is a big thing. Yeah. And a comfort for patients, I guess, as well, to take a picture of a mole and be told, that's fine. You don't need to get that checked out. Keep an eye on it. And also, if it does say go and get it checked out, it gives them, it does empower them to say to their GP, this has been checked by a dermatologist. I want to be referred because that's one of the big things in the UK. We don't like challenging our doctors. Mm-hmm. We don't say mm-hmm. So unless your GP is looking at it through a dermatoscope, they can't really say whether it's a, a melanoma or not. So, yeah, we're, we're just trying as much as we can to help. Yeah, British sensibility, say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Dan, it would be great to know about Melanoma UK's goals for the next year, the next five years. I mean, ultimately, uh, because we are a patient support organisation and the numbers are going up, mm-hmm. we've got to expand with numbers of staff and resource. Uh, we get a lot of ambassadors wanting to help us, but that's another programme that, you know, when someone wants to support us, we've got to make sure that it's they're aligned to our brand, our vision, our goals. You know, when people say, are you there to support patients? Yes, we are. But we also sit on nice appraisals. So when new treatments are coming into the UK, we Mm -hmm. represent the patient voice. So what we're able to see is, um, you know, the use of technology. Uh, We've got our own My Melanoma app, which is, again, patients asked for it. And four years ago, we launched it. It was tough to get it off the ground, but Mm -hmm. it's carried on. We've got over a thousand patients using it. Data key we've got to carry on making sure patients realize how important their data is we can't change anything if we don't use data every yeah. people are talking about data and i'm like we've got the data let's mm-hmm. use it in the right way so big thing for us is technology and data from an awareness campaign side of things this is about skin health next year and ongoing but we're working with lots of the large corporates like with the royal mail we're in talks with the Royal Mail. They've got a huge workforce out on the road. So mm-hmm. that outdoor worker, how do we protect them? How do we educate? Um, and finally, the big thing is helping to educate our healthcare professionals that are not specialising in skin. Because all too often we 
You know, we beat our GPs up by saying they don't know what they're talking about. Well, actually, they do. They've got they are a general practitioner at the end of the day. They don't know everything. So by working through with our dermatologists who are on our medical advisory board, when mm -hmm. I take a healthcare professional toolkit to any of the primary care that wants to be involved. And yeah, we're, we're happy to say that that's going to be a big push uh, for next year and ongoing. Bigger, bigger projects as opposed to the smaller ones that yeah. we can. And, and again, it's tough because there is only a few of us, but with people around us who are willing to help and really want to get involved, then we can do it. We can absolutely do it. The small but mighty team. <laughs> and that brings me on really nicely to my final question, which is how can we at VMLY and our X help you with your goals? Well, first and foremost, getting me to, on a podcast like this is a brilliant idea because if you can put up with my Scouse accent from because if anybody doesn't know, I'm from Liverpool. I can honestly, it's just amazing because I do not know who's going to be listening to this. And I think, you know, we're not your typical charity and we're kind of saying, oh, we need your fundraising. You know, we don't get any money, which is fine. We've got fundraisers who fundraise for us. What we need people to do is embrace what we're trying to achieve with the early detection, with mm -hmm. the use of technology. Invite me on to a webinar. If you can put up with me for an hour, invite me on to a webinar. I promise you I make it entertaining. Um, just follow us on our social media as well. That's a big thing for us because, you know, a lot of people look at you and think, how many followers have they got? How many? It's really important, especially through COVID, we've learned the mm -hmm. use of social media has been brilliant. So log on to our website, check us out, you know, follow me on, on social media. I'll give you an, an entertaining insight to my world as well as the Melanoma UK world. But, um, yeah, I, I think people genuinely will, when they listen to what I'm saying, it'll either, it'll resonate with them to say, actually, I kind of like what she's doing. I like what their, their message is and I want to know more. And that's all I can ask you for. Get to know us. Well, I'm certainly sold. Thank you, Diane. Thank you. And thanks so much for speaking to us today. Your story is just amazing and the work that you do is fantastic. And Melanoma UK is really a great example of how patient groups are massive drivers of developments in health. Uh, so we will continue to partner with you and talk to you and help out in any way that we can. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your help and continued support.